I think one of the most fascinating that things that I've seen come from these podcasts over the last couple weeks and couple months is the commonalities between every single person that we've talked to, whether they're a chief marketing officer or a director of marketing or a VP of marketing, and it doesn't matter the industry. The idea behind what they all say and the stories that they all tell are generally the same. Marketing doesn't really change from one industry to another or one person to another thing. It all encompasses data, creative, strategy, and leadership. It's all wrapped into this one idea that we call marketing. And our guest on today's podcast is someone who has been a leader in marketing for the past several years. Meyer Gupta is a former leader in marketing at companies like Freshly and Spotify. He's had an incredible career leading incredible marketing teams to drive change and innovation. So if you're looking for an episode that is just incredibly filled with all kinds of good tidbits of information and and advice for you as you go into a marketing career, you should definitely soak in every single word that Mayor talks about in this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this incredible conversation between our founder, Jake, and Meyer Gupta. So thank you guys for listening. And if you find anything valuable, any tidbits of information that you like, be sure to share on Instagram and tag us because we'd love to hear what you guys are learning about. So thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another Trendsetters podcast on our CMO series. Look, we've had some incredible CMOs on the series thus far with diverse and unique backgrounds. And today's guest, I'm confident, particularly with a lot of what he has been posting across LinkedIn, across Twitter, across social media, I'm confident that today's episode is going to be quite unique. So strap in, tune in, because today we are welcoming Mayer Gupta, this former CMO of Freshly, formerly with Spotify, Kimberly Clark, and has plenty of experience uh, in the marketing industry and is going to share his insight and expertise with us today. Meyer, it's incredible to have you on. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Jake. I'm excited to be here. Of course. So the first question I have for you uh, is really relevant to your social media specifically. Uh, now some executives, some of those market, some marketing leaders are definitely very outspoken. And I think we're seeing that a little bit more, uh, but others are like totally, you'll never see them. They're always behind a curtain and you really never hear much outside of speaking engagements. Um, now myself, I'm a huge proponent of information knowledge at scale and sharing that to, to everyone. But I'd be curious to hear from you, what really inspires you to create and share your knowledge and insight and understand this question is also coming from someone that is consistently reading this of which I hardly r- read anyone. So uh, I'm a huge fan myself, but what is that inspiration for sharing that knowledge? Yeah, well, I, one, I appreciate that. I'm glad uh, it showed up on your feed. Um, oh, sometimes yes. it, it doesn't, <laughs> but I think um, one, I haven't been as, uh, as consistent, I should say. Um, I, I think this year going into 2020, I felt, I had to be uh, more expressive. And I think fundamentally 
in fact, when I look at the 20 plus years of uh, work experience I've had, I, I break it into two broad phases. There was a first phase of my career when I evolved as an engineer into into designing and building products where I don't think I had a perspective. Um, you know, I was a very hard worker, as, as many Indian kids are growing up uh, in India, um, but I didn't have a point of view. And um, it was one of the things that was a big challenge for me, being able to speak uh, in front of people, being able to write. And uh, there was a time in my career, um, you know, around 10 years back when I decided I had to take that head on. And uh, when I left uh, CAP to join Corporate America and Kimberly Clark, um, you know, in, in, in a role, that's, I think, when I pivoted to finally build a perspective, to have a perspective, uh, I started to read more. And since then, I think uh, over the years, I'm, I'm a firm believer that you've got to really stand by your values, your beliefs. And uh, the way to express yourself uh, is a reflection of who you are. And that includes words. And I think some of the social platforms are so incredible. I think uh, this is how I've learned so much from uh, young entrepreneurs like yourself and, and so many others. And uh, I think it's, it's my way of expressing. Sometimes it's my way of venting. Sometimes it's my way of really finding peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really something that I feel, um, it's almost feel like a responsibility to not, I will not say give back because I take back as much or in fact more than I ever give. But it's a yeah. great place to network and connect and to have that belief that the mistakes that you've made, there is something somebody else will learn from it because they're perhaps in that same journey. And you get that conviction because every time you're, you're reading what others are writing, you're like, oh, wow, that's exactly what I'm going through. And then you know how it's changed your life. Yeah, certainly. And, and you know, that's always something that we have to, I feel, you know, as that, that next generation and Generation Z, that we have to thank those um, that are experienced and, and are, are in it right now for sharing their insights, for sharing their knowledge, because there's so many pitfalls that I likely would have fallen into had I not always had that, that knowledge and information base. And I only would have learned those otherwise through going through it. And so I, I get to avoid, I get to, I get to keep my, my shoes clean and uh, <laughs> stay clean. Now, something I find wildly interesting is your background. Obviously, uh, with a tech-based bra- background, and as I look out the, 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 the window of this little corner office right here, uh, I'm looking at Evan, our ops director, who comes from a complete tech finance background and was always developing algorithms and some artificial intelligence stuff. And now, and I, I just saw the potential in him. I'm like, let's throw him in a marketing role. And so now he spearheads that with us and it's, it's played out really well. But he's also never the person that's going to come up with the most outlandish creative idea. But mm-hmm. without it, it doesn't work. So I'd love to hear from you what you believe that role, that, that technology expertise what role that can play in modern day marketing where, you know, maybe marketing of the, the, of the fifties and seventies was us, you know, putting our shoes up on the table, drinking some scotch and thinking of cool ideas, <laughs> a little bit more tech data driven. So yeah. what are your, what are your thoughts and, and insight there? Well, first of all, I, I don't think I will question the role that scotch will play even in today's world uh, with or without data and tech. I think that is uh, very important even now. Um, but I will say that uh, just the world and the universe around us has dramatically evolved and dramatically changed. And at a macro level, I think it's not just related to marketing. I think every function has converged and cross-pollinated with 
uh, with every other function. So whether if you're a product person, you know, you have to understand user experiences, you have to understand data and science, you have to have empathy. Uh, if you're finance, you know, you have to understand creative. And if you're creative, you un- have to understand data. Very simply because um, it's all in response to the changes in consumer habits and behavior, right? So because this, the bar that consumers have set is so high. And while we all see those traditional silos of marketing and finance and tech and data, the consumers don't see it. Yeah. So for so many years and decades, we've been operating in those silos, but this is truly an era of convergence, you know, driven and controlled by the consumer. And as marketers, we really don't have a choice, but to have the ability to connect those dots, to have the ability to really understand what the consumer needs are. And you can't do it by just asking, because we all know what you would want if you asked, you know, somebody asked you what you would, um, you know, when the Henry Ford quote, you know, what you want if you wanted to go faster, just faster horses. So we all know that marketing is now inseparable with data and technology and and storytelling and creative. And uh, that's just the nature of every single function. So I feel it's quintessential. I feel it's not a choice anymore. But I also feel that transformation is not restricted to just marketing. Yeah, certainly. And and something internally I've always pressed with us is, not settling for the middle, go for both of the extremes and always try to like, we need to be able to do both. We can't settle for the middle because the middle is where you get stuck. And I always call it the flat squirrel, right? It's the squirrel that doesn't pick one side or the other. <laughs> it, it, it keeps going bouncing, you know, back and forth till it gets run over. So that's always something I'm thinking about, but I, I'd love to hear from you what that looks like in terms of application within an organization. Uh, there's always that there's this notion of like sales versus marketing and creative data and tech versus creative and how do all of those work together? So I, I'd be curious to hear from you with, with kind of both your, your backgrounds in both of those areas, how do you see that best playing out within an organization, that collaboration across all those different, what would be departments or, or roles even? Yeah. That's a great question. I think I think there are two parts, um, Jake. One is um, just in terms of skills, and I think we all go through our respective own individual evolution. And um, needless to say, that we all have to specialize in certain areas. And as uh, as the paths you choose, uh, you also know that you need the orchestrators of the symphony. If if there are hundred people playing instruments and there's no one who's orchestrating, you know you are not going to have a symphony. So that's we all have to wear those different hats. The important part is there are more of us who need to be uh, learn how to play a guitar, but also learn drums and also, of course, be able to read music. Now, in terms of um, the operability of that in a real world environment, um, I think there's a shift that's happening and there are a lot of brilliant case studies out there and coming from Spotify, obviously, there's a lot of white papers being written on the new concept, or I shouldn't say new, but it's more pertinent concept of creating cross-functional pods, cross-functional squads and tribes, where underneath those rituals or underneath those new processes, I think is a, is a bigger change, which is start to celebrate and focus on outcomes instead of outputs. I think that is a fundamental shift, which yeah. is, it doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter what you bring to the table, you know, as whether you sit in finance or tech or data or marketing or product or growth, at the end, all these pieces have to align and come together to deliver an outcome, which more often yeah. than not is related to a business business KPI or something that you're trying to move. And, and that's the way 
um, you know, for organizations to move fast, give autonomy and balance, you know, that healthy chaos with some kind of a cadence and break down the traditional silos. Yeah, certainly. And I think, uh, I think that's, that's so vital to focus on those outcomes, not the inputs. I know in marketing specifically, or even from an agency perspective, sometimes you spend so much time focusing on deliverables and executions, you forget the actual outcome. And it's like, wait, why are we doing this in the first place? And then you lose that creative inspiration and the ultimate like strategy that gets you there. And so something that, that we've always done is try to evolve that process, focus only on outcomes and worry a lot less about how we get there. Uh, we don't have to follow steps one, two, three to get this outcome. We can invent a, a new and a better way. Um, and, and obviously that's been from our experience, you know, with our agency, but obviously with your background and specifically with Spotify, I, I'd be curious to hear about some of your biggest or, or favorite learning lessons from working with obviously a, a really unique positioned brand, uh, unique competitors as well, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. it's really not the easiest. And, and also just like what that looks like from a growth and marketing perspective, because you know, are we promoting our artists to drive people in? Are we promoting our daily mix technology? Are we promoting, you know, X, Y, Z, the UI of the platform? And I will let you know, I'll preface it with the fact that I am a Spotify ride or die. Uh, they actually just got music on there too. So now, now I'm even sold completely. So, uh, so, so yeah, I'd be curious to hear some of your favorite learning lessons from Spotify. Yeah, well, it's a fantastic place. I don't think I've ever worked in a place where you have so many brilliant people under one single roof uh, and umbrella. Mm-hmm. So there, there are lots of lessons uh, that you learn when you spend a few years. And think the, I think the biggest thing I learned um, at Spotify uh, from Daniel and many of the other leaders was uh, there is no such thing as a moat in, in today's world, in today's fast-paced world where innovation is table stakes, where... It um, doesn't matter what what your core IP is. There is somebody else out there, you know, trying to get a step ahead. So the only moat, the only possible moat you have as an organization is your ability to move faster than the competition. And um, and that's it. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That was great. That was uh, uh, a, a prank that worked okay. very well for Jake. He All right, podcast. Ice. <sighs> Speaking of moats, right? That was cool. Okay, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm so glad I'm over that age. I guess uh, I, I can. This is one moment where I can be proud to be old. Yeah, certainly. And and, and I guess <laughs> on that note, we we had an interesting comment from one of my uh, one of my connections, Matt Matt Kerbel, Matt Kerbel, I believe. Yes. Yes. Uh, at Canoe, who I actually met with when I visited uh, him in uh, Los Angeles in the Canoe office. Um, but he mentioned what advice you would have for someone in my position or someone my age right now interested in business, interested in marketing, outside of like pouring water on someone, obviously. Uh, what's some advice you would have for that? You mean besides uh, wearing a raincoat next time you're on a podcast, you're hosting a podcast? Exactly. Um, exactly. Um, look, I'm, I'm not sure um, I'm in a position to advise you and, and you're, you're one of the young entrepreneurs who are inspirational to everybody, regardless of um, how many years uh, behind years. us we have. But what, what I would say when I, when I look at you and when I look at many other 
young founders and entrepreneurs who who are changing the world. Um, I look at um, I look at courage. I look at being fearless, and um, I think I look at that they live in today and they're not worried about uh, they're not losing the today, worrying about tomorrow, and uh, that's quite inspirational. And you know, when I when I talk to anybody who's asking me, and this is the one part that I didn't do. Right? I did not have the courage to really go after what I believed in and what my dreams were. And uh, everything else is mechanics. Everything else in technology and tool and strategy and this and that, that'll keep happening. You know, those are, those are parts and parcels. And, you know, everything keeps evolving. But that's foundational, is just enjoy the journey uh, more than the destination and just be fearless. Yeah, certainly. I think that that's advice that I'd echo as well as someone who, you know, uh, I receive a lot of messages and emails from other younger individuals that are thinking about doing the thing or quitting their job and, and doing this instead or getting into that what they actually want to do. And they focus so much on the mechanics. Well, what's it going to look like? Well, what is this? And I just have to the only advice I'm going to give is like, you're not going to know. You're never going to know. And the problems that exist today, you're going to like once you solve those then there's the next set of problems that are going to exist and they're even harder and you're always going to be problem solving, which, but if you weren't, then it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be worth it because then it's not a journey. It's a, you, you build up your speed and you coast, right? And no one wants to do that. So I think that's a incredible insight and, and advice. And a, a final question that, that I have for you is regarding some of that, some of those, I wouldn't even call them mechanics, but obviously you're providing you know, us and our audience with incredible advice on this podcast. And that's an incredible platform and ability for them to learn something that they otherwise wouldn't have. What are some resources or tools or things of that nature that you consistently tap into for knowledge, for expertise, for standing ahead of the curve, for some of those insights that'll help you ultimately uh, actually put those mechanics together? Yeah, well, I've been, uh, uh, I have, um... In that second phase of my life and career, uh, where I started to focus a lot more on um, who I truly was and, and a perspective, I obviously started to read a lot more. Um, and yeah. look, there is there is so much. There is an infinite amount of knowledge and, and wisdom out there that you can apply into your personal life as well as um, uh, your professional life. So I enjoy reading books. The My last favorite book that I'm still in the middle of finishing is uh, Satya Nadella's uh, uh, hit refresh, yeah, um, and um, and then there are some of my go-to blogs that I always uh, lean on. Uh, there, there are lots of them. There's, you know, um, Anderson Horowitz's blog. Um, you know, Andrew Chen, who's one of the GPs there. He's he was ex Uber. He writes some great stuff. There are some great communities. I I read about what Seth Godin says. He's a you know legendary marketer. And to be honest, uh, LinkedIn has been a phenomenal platform uh, for for many, many people, millions of people. And uh, if you have your settings right, if you're really reading stuff and commenting, it kind of feeds you with with its old personalization engine. So it takes you and it's kind of a dis- discovery platform uh, for knowledge and information. So just sometimes just just flow, but more importantly, it's that spirit to keep learning and keep seeking. Yes. Yeah, of course. I think uh, the, the knowledge and, and learning will never end. And um, it, it, I always I always follow this model and I, I'm not sure if, I'm not too familiar with what it, I, I can't recall what it exactly is called. 
But it's like the more you learn about something, then you just get yourself to level to realize you actually don't know anything, right? And but <laughs> the more you learn, the less you you actually consciously feel like you know, even though yeah. you technically have have learned yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah, I've always found that wildly interesting. Now, for our audience here, um, obviously, you're widely popular across several social media channels. What can they do for you or uh, what can, where can they find you, I guess, across uh, some of the social media platforms? I'm actually not sure or, or if I am, then that's really surprising. I would like to let my wife know because she doesn't believe I'm worth anything, that uh, I, was, uh, I had any kind of fame anywhere. But, uh, but I think uh, they can, uh, the place where I do engage or where I do share more is LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my own blog, but I, you know, I haven't really kept it uh, as updated. Um, it's mm-hmm. inspiremartech.com. But I think the best way to find me is Twitter and LinkedIn. It's inspiremartech. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, certainly. All right, everyone. Well, go be sure to give him a follow, engage on LinkedIn, uh, because then you're going to see more of his content consistently. Don't engage with the, the other stuff on there that might be a little bit spammy or just the classic like five bullet emoji leadership advice that we tend to see a little bit. Let's get let's get, uh, you know, some in, insightful information and, and continue learning from incredible leaders. Meyer, it was, a, it was an incredible privilege to have you on today. I appreciate your time. And for our podcast listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you all next time. <laughs>